Welcome to The Freelancer's Friend, episode 13. What I found was there was a lot of clients who wanted to work with me, but they weren't quite ready to do so. I really didn't want to turn them away because I knew I could help them. And at a future date, they might be willing to, or they might be ready, right, to actually, you know, hire me. If you want to enjoy a thriving freelance business, then learning from others with the knowledge and experience is invaluable. Our guest this time is Destiny Cop, who helps people to reduce their reliance on purely services or freelance work and in this episode we chat about adding digital products or online courses to your freelance offering, uh, why you would want to, what works best, where to start and other interesting ideas and advice about this. So let's get on with it. So welcome Destiny, thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you from? Uh, I'm in Nottingham in, in the UK, Robin Hood country. All right. I love that. I love that area. <laughs> um, and you're, so you're a, a college marketing professor or was a college marketing professor with more than 25 years experience. And you became an online entrepreneur. Uh, now you're able to work part time because you work smart and focus only on uh, rev revenue generating uh, activities. Uh, you have a large number of students on your online courses and yeah. uh, you're still growing your business by helping people to scale their business. Uh, so a common difficulty freelancers experience is maintaining a re reliable income, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, and instead of not knowing what the next month's going to bring. Um, I'm guessing uh, many don't many don't consider to adding products or to complement their services. So uh, what makes adding a product or a range of products a good idea for a freelancer? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you some examples specifically from my business because I've been a freelancer in the past and offering services. And this is what kind of drove me to really focus on the digital product side. So um, I've been a uh, Facebook ad consultant in the past. Um, I also help people build sales funnels, so marketing sales funnels for the online businesses. So I was, I was doing that for some time, and what I found was there was a lot of clients who wanted to work with me, but they weren't quite ready to do so, um, meaning, you know, they couldn't afford me, number one, right, because they just weren't far enough along in their business, and I really didn't want to turn them away because I knew I could help them, and at a future date, they might be willing to, or they might be ready, right, to actually, you know, hire me because I I had a, a pretty high retainer. Um, my retainers were anywhere from, depending on what it was, right, anywhere from like 2500 to 5000 or more a month. So there was a lot of people that really, they're like, I really want to work with you, but I'm just not ready yet. So what I found was um, in offering online courses, and now I, I also have a membership, I had people who were actually, I was able to help and they were actually able to learn from me um, and I didn't have to turn them away. So that would be one of the reasons why a freelancer would want to add a digital product like an online course or a membership to their product portfolio. And I'm just giving you one example there, but that's directly from my own business. It's a way that you can still help, help people who, who you might not be able to help in other ways, whether it's uh, the cost of your services or some other reason, you can still help them if you can't provide a service for them. 
Absolutely. And just going back to the Facebook ad example, there's a lot of uh, people out there who want to run Facebook ads, but quite frankly, they aren't quite ready to do so. Mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. to put some, you know, foundational blocks in their business. So what I was able to do with my online courses is just help them get to a point where they might be able to work with me in the future. We're talking about uh, digital products when you talk about uh, offering products apart from um, your online courses. Um, which we could go into a bit more later if you if you don't mind. I'm just wondering about uh, it, you help people to develop uh, digital products uh, which can be resold over and over and uh, be created at low cost or for free and involve little or no extra overheads. So what kind of digital products work best? So I'll, I'll give you some examples here. So in my business, I have a suite of online courses. So in, in various um, type uh, areas, one has called an on-demand launch bundle, which um, walks them through how to set up sales funnels. Um, so that's one example. And what, so basically what that is, and I know a lot of, a lot of people right now are experienced with online learning, right? Because all of our kids mm -hmm. did virtual learning, you know, mm -hmm. during COVID. So basically mm -hmm. it's taking that knowledge that you have as a freelancer, right? So you have a ton of knowledge, whether you're helping people with social media or maybe you're doing, you know, website design for them or, or whatever. So basically you're taking that knowledge and kind of the steps and processes that you do when you're working with your clients and you're teaching people how to do what you do. So you're bum you're you're taking videos or maybe you're speaking to the the camera like what we're doing now, but you're basically um, putting together an online course and walking people through kind of your knowledge and expertise. So let's, let me just break it down just a little bit more here. So let's assume that you are a website designer and let's, let's assume you help, you create Squarespace websites for people. So I'll just give you that one example. So maybe you're a retainer or for somebody, for you to build a website for somebody, maybe it's, you know, five to $10,000. And you know, there's people out there that obviously can't afford that yet. So for those type of people, you could put together an online course, walking them through the very basic steps to get their initial Squarespace website up and running and just do videos, just walk them through, do screen sharing, right? Of what you do to set up a very, very basic website put it in videos, you can put it on an online course platform, and we can talk about that in a little bit more details, but there's tons of them in the marketplace that are very economical. You just upload these online videos to this online course platform, and you have what we call an online course or a digital product to sell. So when people come to your website, so they're coming to, let's just say your, you know, your website is greatwebsitedesigner.com. When they come to your website and they're looking for somebody to help them build a Squarespace website, you can have a couple of options up there in your work for me section. One of them can say work for me, you know, and you can give them a little bit more details and click here to set up a consult. And that's when you can, you know, meet with them face to face over Zoom or whatever and kind of go through what they're. Um, you know, what their requirements are, or you can say, learn with me, where, and then there you would lead them into, and there's different ways you can set this up, but basically at the end of that 
um, funnel, if you would, that sales funnel, they have the opportunity to purchase your online course, which walks them through the very basics of setting up that Squarespace website. So that is basically how it works, but it's, it's a digital product that you can sell over and over and over again. You can sell it on your social media accounts. You can sell it on your website. And it's, it's basically there for, for people who can't either can't afford your services or they're just not yeah. ready for your services yet. Would you say it's normally best to uh, create these kinds of things, these products uh, by yourself or get help? I suppose it depends on your own kind of skill levels or... Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So in general, for somebody who is not in this marketplace, and and just to kind of keep it, let you, let you know, I have been working, I've been teaching online at a university since 2005. So really before online learning has become so popular as it is now in, in 2021. So it, you know, to me, right, I would say it's extremely easy. You know, anybody can do it, right? They Anybody can, do, you know, use screen, screen sharing. There's tons of software out there where you can do screen sharing your computers and take kind of, you know, video recordings of you setting up a Squarespace site because we'll continue with that particular illustration here. So, you know, that's easy. So you take those videos and then you upload it to the online course platform. So from that perspective, I would say, a lot of us would say that's pretty easy, right? We're, we're, you know, familiar with doing screen share type stuff. But there are some other things that you need to know when you're working to create and sell these digital products. So I would always encourage somebody to get help so they're not, you know, making all the mistakes that all of us have made before them. And like you say, you... Uh I think it's a large part of what you do is helping people to create online courses. Is that right? That is correct. So in our business, we help freelancers and service providers add these digital products, whether it's an online course or a membership. And I can talk about those differences in just a mm. second if you want, but we help them create. But most importantly, we help them market it and sell them. So, you know, how do you set up the sales funnels for something like this? How, you know, how do you market it? You know, how do people, how do you get people to find you, which find you for your business in general? So we we, we definitely go through and help people with all that. And how, so how do you help people with the actual marketing? Um, do you have any general suggestions or recommendations when it comes to the marketing and selling of the products or courses? Yeah, absolutely. So I love what we call evergreen sales funnels. Some people call them automated sales funnels. And just to kind of explain a little bit about what that means is this is when somebody comes to your website or they or however they find you. Maybe you're speaking on a podcast or maybe, you know, they're coming just to your website and they, you know, are interested in your services or interested in buying this online course from you. And they come to your website, you can say, click here to learn more. And generally what we'll do for most people out there, not all people, but there's, there's different ways to set this up. But for a lot of people, you can um, do basically what we call a recorded webinar presentation. Okay, so this is just teaching them a little bit. We have a very specific 
template and process, you know, guideline, if you would, on how to set something like this up. But it's a recorded webinar presentation, which goes into more detail about, you know, what they want to learn, right? In this case, we're going back to that example, they want to learn how to set up their Squarespace website. So you can walk through, um, you know, some, some tips and tricks and guidance on that. And at the end of that, basically, you offer them, if you want to take this a step further, if you want to learn more, I have this like, wonderful online course that you can purchase to, you know, get your website set up in, in a week or whatever your promise, your promise transformation is. And it goes to a sales page and that's when you give them a little bit more about your course and how it's set up and what they can expect in terms of their promise transformation. And then they can click to purchase from there. And this is what we call, like I said, an evergreen or automated sales funnel. There are different ways you can set this up, right? You could do a live launch where you're doing live webinars and trying to get people into your course. I generally, especially for uh, freelancers and service providers like us, you know, that, that takes a lot of energy and effort and we don't have time to do live launches, right? Because we're busy helping clients and working with clients. So I like what we call evergreen or automated sales funnels, especially for everybody who's working with clients because it happens on the back end on your website and, you know, people can either choose to work with you or they can choose to purchase your online course. Right. So you found webinars are one of the best ways of getting people in. I love. Once, you, once love, you get people, once you get people to watch the webinar itself in the first place. Yeah. So I love webinars. There's, like I said, there's other ways you can set this up. Right now, currently in my business, I don't have a webinar set up. I have people can um, sign up for what I call a free mini course which walks them through something, um, you know, basically a training that I have, but it's the same thing, right? It, it's not a webinar, but it is training still. But like I said, there's different ways you can set this up and they all work, quite frankly. I saw that you had a five day challenge offer. Is that the sort of thing you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about. So if you go to the main page of my website, I have, it's a five day scale challenge mini course. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenge, right? I walk them through five days of it, but it is okay. in a mini course that's in my online course platform, which is Kunjabi. So when people sign up for it, they go mm -hmm. through the training. So it's not just one recorded training. There's multiple ones in there. Um, and multiple things that I'm covering with them, but it, it essentially they're all training, right? There is all information where you're helping people and you're teaching people. Mm -hmm. And if you do a webinar, you don't really need to be that aggressive uh, with the, the the selling at the end of it. You just need to provide value, I, I would say myself. And uh, because you do see, I'm guessing a lot of people listening uh, uh, would would have seen uh, webinars so far where they're it's they're basically giving you a little information and uh just keeping you in and with various kinds of sales tactics and until they get to the big sell at the end you know we won't charge you uh five thousand dollars we won't charge you two and a half thousand dollars today it's only forty nine dollars this <laughs> yeah. um but anyway that's going off topic a bit well, I know. Um, I think you're bringing up a very good part. And I'm not um, a proponent. I've been in marketing, like you said, for 25 years. And I'm not a proponent of what I call those 
kind of sleazy marketing tactics. I don't think, you know, it's not something I do in my business. Um, and quite frankly, I don't, I don't think that the people who are attracted to me, right, and want to no. purchase from me are interested in them either. So I, I don't teach that. I don't believe in it. And I, I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't either. No, I'm guessing a lot of people can see right through it anyway. So if, if someone wants to add products or courses to what they offer, where would you say is the best place to start? So I, here's where I would start as a, a freelancer or somebody who's providing services. What I would think is when you're talking with your clients, like you're on a discovery call with them, there's going to be some, right, that you, you know, bids that you win and sometimes that you, you know, don't get for whatever reason. Maybe they're not ready or maybe they don't have the money right now or the budget right now. So I would figure out, you know, what's keeping those people from moving forward? And is, is there anything you could do to help them get them to that next step. So going back to the example that I had earlier with me being a Facebook ad consultant, I, I had a lot of people contact me that they just weren't ready in their business. They didn't have the foundations in their business to really start running Facebook ads. And quite frankly, it would have been unethical for me to take their money and to start running ads because I knew they wouldn't convert because they hadn't done all the basic business principles and you know setting their business up for success for Facebook ads. So what I did, I went to the drawing board and I said, how can I help these people get to where they need to be so that at some point in the future, whether it's six months down the road, three months down the road, whatever, how can I help them get their business to where they need to be, where they can start running ads? And that's where I started. So, uh, you know, as freelancers, uh, you know, you have a, a lot of knowledge, right? You're, you're working directly with your clients. You have a ton of knowledge about your ideal customer. And quite frankly, a lot of people out there that aren't doing this service-based work like you are, they're, they're not there yet. So you definitely have an advantage from that standpoint because you know your ideal customer so, so well. So really just take back, you know, Take a step back and analyze how can I help those people who either aren't quite ready for me or they just don't have, you know, you know, they, they need to do a couple more steps before they can work with me. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned uh, online course platforms. Um, mm -hmm. If people are doing courses rather than one-off products, um, did you want to say anything more about the platforms that you were going to mention? Yeah, so uh, I think this is a great question because a lot of people um, get kind of tripped up in the tech, if you would, when they're thinking about creating an online course. And it's really a lot more simple than what we think it is. So, you know, the video creation can be as simple as doing a screen share of your computer, whether it's a presentation that you're doing a voiceover on or whether it's, you know, you're taking a screen share of your computer, you know, basically walking people through how to create a website, like a Squarespace website that we talked about earlier. So you just simply take these videos. This is how they have, how easy these online course platforms have made it. You simply take these videos where you've done these screen sharing, right, or voiceover or PowerPoint or whatever or Google Slides, and then upload them to their online course platform, 
and it is packaged there for you to sell it. So basically the only thing that somebody has to do to purchase your online course is to, you know, go to this, you know, basically this cart that's on this online course platform and click to purchase. It, you can set it up so it's tied into your PayPal account or your Stripe account and so you can get revenue, you know, get your money from it. But they have made it so easy. And there's there's a lot of them out there, quite frankly. You can, you know, check out Teachable. You can check out Thinkavic. You can check out Learn Worlds. You can check out Podia. I use Kajabi, which is my favorite. It's just a little, you know, it's a little pricier than some of the other ones. But there's a ton of them. I've even gone to AppSumo for some clients that I've worked with in the past and there's a lot of startups where you can buy lifetime access so I, I would definitely go out and do a lot of re, do, do some research on that but there's you really can't go wrong with any of them quite frankly and I wouldn't I wouldn't allow this particular decision to stop you from moving forward I would make a decision and move on because it's not going to affect you know how many you sell or whether or not somebody's going to buy it or not you know, you just need a place to host your videos. That's all you, a place for people to buy. That's all you need. Right. Yeah. So there's plenty of options out there for actually delivering the course or product. It's just basically getting on with it, get, getting your product, product out there, working out what kind of medium it would best be served in. Um, is, there any, is there anything else you can add to what we've, what, or what you've already said about adding digital products to your services? I, I would, the one thing I would leave everybody with is number one, it's easier than you think it is. And if you think you don't have the time, you really do. It's really just a matter of recording videos of your knowledge and uploading them into an online course platform. Where a lot of people out there that, who want to offer online courses where they struggle is they don't know their ideal customers. But service providers and freelancers like the folks who are listening here today, because you're working directly with the one-on-one -on -one clients, you have such a leg up on folks because you just know your ideal customer so well because you're working with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So, it, it, you know, get started, get it out there in the world. You, I can guarantee you, you're going to modify it. It's going to change. You're going to reposition it, you know, later down, down the road, but just get started. And then you can go from there because you're going to learn so much by going through the process. Okay, good. Thank you. And uh, something that's just come to mind is what if you're an introverted or more of a, an introverted type of uh, freelancer and you don't really like getting in front of the camera, there are obviously other ways you can provide help and uh, education, information, products, and this kind of thing. You don't necessarily have to get on a video or do an, an audio recording, or is, or is it wise to kind of work, work yourself up, work a way around that and actually get into uh, creating videos and such? So I think that's a great question, and I'm an introvert myself, a very, very strong introvert. I actually am very mm. uncomfortable getting on video, even talking with you today. <laughs> so that, 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 that is very difficult for me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know that. Um, what I do with a lot of my online courses is you, you can have, um, like in a, in a Zoom or, you know, there's a lot of different ones out there. I record a lot of online course videos in Canva when I'm doing screen share. So I do the presentation in Canva and they have a, 
uh, thing where you can record the presentation in Canva too. You can include your, your head down there or you don't have to. So if you don't want to be on Canva, just do a presentation, do it in Google Slides or PowerPoint or whatever you feel comfortable doing. You can always do, do it again and again until you're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you have to do. You're recording. Um, if you're not happy with what you recorded, you can start over. And, you know, the, the videos, the other thing I want to point out is the videos should be short, right? You know, four to five minute videos, generally max. Sometimes I go up, you know, to 10 minutes, but I like to keep the videos very short. And that's just something that we've learned in um, online higher education and just online education in general that people would rather binge watch than watch a 30 minute video. They would you rather yeah. some short ones. So you can easily, if you didn't like a four or five minute video that you just recorded, you could easily record it. No problem. Excellent. And if you're, if you've not got anything else to add, I've got uh, one more question. Uh, Give it to first, me. <laughs> First, I'd, I'd better ask you uh, about the main place where people can find out more about you or get in touch with you if they want to. Yeah, so my website is the best place to go. It's destinycop.com, destiny with an I at the end, not a Y. Um, but if you love listening podcasts, which I know a lot of your listeners do, I have a podcast called the Course Creators MBA Podcast. In this podcast, we cover some teaching stuff, but mostly we cover stories of people like all of you who are listening here today and how they've added online courses or membership to their business. So we've talked about their journey and kind of how some of the twists and turns that they have taken to get there. So very, uh, I've loved, all the stories are great. Everybody's story is different because everybody's journey is different. Excellent. And that info will be in the show notes as usual. So uh, here's a question I ask every guest, and it's what's the one most important thing to do or be for freelancing success? That's a great question. The, the one thing that I would say is, um, well, I'll, I'll just say setting expectations up front. And, and that's kind of, you know, coming back to my grant, my background in terms of what I was doing with working with Facebook and Instagram ads. So I was using other people's money, right, to drive revenue into their business. And mm. you really had to set expectations up front because I can tell you every single client that I worked with when they first came to me, they thought, you know, oh, I can get Facebook and Instagram ads leads for $2 or whatever. So I really had to work hard to set expectations on what they should expect in terms of the results. And I had to keep re reiterating that and um, walking them through what the process was for what I was working on. So I would say setting client expectations was very critical for me. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Thanks again for joining us, Destiny. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Victor, for having me. I enjoy chatting with you.